Welcome back, everybody, to episode 34 of the Dylan Krasinski Show. We are here, ready to go. I got a stomach full of chopped cheese sandwich and a chips and a Diet Dr. Pepper because when you're watching calories, you don't want to drink them. You want to eat them in chopped cheese. Goodness. Okay? I went out last night. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I was out last night. You know, sometimes you, you go out, you drink, and you have a, a few too many pops, and you wake up the next day and you just want something salty and greasy and chopped cheese really does it for you. The bodega, the bodega, the bodega by my apartment really does it good. And I had that. And now, you know, it's inspired me to jump back on the microphone. So here we are. Episode 34, Dylan Krasinski show out every Monday. Um, I'm, I got I'm I'm. I'm on my way. After this, I'm recording this, so you get a little peek. Uh, recording this, and then I'm heading out to meet um, a friend who is having a party because today's Sunday, uh, and the New York City Marathon was today. So she's having a party because she ran the New York Marathon. At this point, I think it's done. It's like 3 o'clock. I have no idea, but I'm going. She's having this party at 4, so I'm going to meet her to have drinks and alcohol and, um, you know, more of them because it's Sunday. Why not? But what a what a what a fun way to celebrate just like academic uh, <laughs> academic. What a fun way to celebrate athletic just like uh, accomplishments than by uh, going to meet the athlete at a, a bar to just consume large amounts of alcohol. Just like the uh, the most healthy activity you can do celebrated with the most unhealthy activity you can do. I'm going to show up and be like, wow, that was great. Uh, you know, I didn't watch it, but what an accomplishment. 26.2 miles. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I'll have a side of uh, nachos with those chicken wings. Thank you. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love the marathon. I've never been in the city for the New York Marathon, but as you probably know, I used to live in Boston, and Marathon Monday in Boston is one of the best days of the year. It falls on Patriots Day, which is a local or a regional holiday that um, – Everybody in Boston has the day off. It's like you, you either stay in your house or you go to the marathon route and you just drink. Uh, I had a friend in law school who had an apartment right on the route at like mile like 24, 25. So like right outside of the city. It was in like Brookline, I think. Brookline or Brighton. I forget. Um, but it was great. We would go there every year and we would hang out at her apartment. She would throw a marathon party every year. And we would just drink and have appetizers and snacks. And then, like, if people playing beer pong, so fun. Playing beer pong as these, like, people are suffering. Like, it's right after Heartbreak Hill, which, if you know the Boston Marathon, it's a point where it's, like, a long stretch of the race, right at, like, maybe, like, mile 20 or something. So you're already, you know, in it. It's already taken a lot out of you. And then you get to this incline where it's, like, I don't know, a mile where it's just uphill the whole way. So it... it it crushes people, and then it's right after that. So a couple of years, we've had I had friends running it, so you always like go out, cheer them on as they run by. It's just a great time. It's a great, fun time, but I've never experienced a New York City Marathon, so that'll be exciting to go out, and um, really, I haven't. Um, I've been at my apartment all day, so I'm going to go into the city, and people are going to be like, what did you do? And I'm like, well, 
You ran 26.2 miles. I recorded two podcasts and had a chopped cheese sandwich. So, you know, we've both been doing pretty big things. I don't know. Um, my, uh, I, I think it's funny when people, um, people run my marathons and, uh, people always ask how, how, uh, how fast you run it in. It's like, that's a pretty big, 26.2. It doesn't matter. You could walk that shit. I would never tell people if I, I think that if I ran a marathon, I would just straight up walk it and uh, be like, yeah, I did. I did a marathon. And then people be like, how long? And I'd be like nine hours. And I'd be like, that's an entire day. That's a that's a work day plus one hour of overtime. What do you mean? And I'd be like, yeah, you know, I completed it. It was a big deal. And uh, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Did did I walk and then take breaks all the time? Yeah. But you know what? That's an accomplishment. So it is. I mean, that is crazy. I mean, even walking twenty six point two miles would be that would get your if you especially if you don't like walk far distances or run at all. Um I bet that would smoke your legs, your feet, your calves. Like, you'd be in pain for a little bit. So, that's exciting stuff. I'm looking forward to getting out there and, uh, you know, supporting supporting her in her, you know, after it's already been completed. So, that, that's good, you know. And I any excuse to go to the bar, you know what I'm saying? Any excuse to get to the bar. Hold on. I just got to now pull up. I was so excited. I jumped in to do this without opening my list which has things that I'm going to talk about uh hang on ladies and gents I don't need to look at that email now different one here we are boom New York City New York City Marathon tack that off the list all right here we are here we are it's also okay it's also daylight savings time daylight savings is today which I hate I hate you. You don't think about how like it's good in the fall for a, a like the morning, like Sunday morning, because it's fall back, spring ahead. So you gain an hour today, right? Isn't that right? I I gain an hour. So like when I like you get an extra hour of sleep because you wake up. Say you wake up at nine a.m. this morning, and the clock says nine. It actually is ten a.m. Right? Is that right? But it sucks. I, I, I hate the whole thing because then tomorrow, like, you get used to this. Early sunsets, like, dude, who? There are, there are times in, like, December when the sun sets at, like, 4.05. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Living in Boston, too, when uh, I used to live there, like, I felt like there were times where it was, like, 4.15 and it was dark out. You'd literally, like, I'd wake up to go to, go to my job. You'd show up to, like, the courthouse and it would be dark out. And then if you were at the courthouse at after like 4.30, you'd leave and it was dark. It was just dark all the time. You were inside during the only sunlight hours, and then it was just dark always. So I hate that. I much prefer it. Like, it's also the fact that we still do it, it was for farmers, wasn't it? It was like a Thomas Jefferson... It was a Thomas Jefferson idea, right? Didn't he come up with it? Or Benjamin Franklin. It was probably ben Benjamin Fra Franklin, I think, right? Benjamin Franklin. I, why can't I talk? What's going on? Am I having a stroke? I might be. I might be having a stroke. Guys, if this doesn't go out, it means I had a stroke right now. But, um, geez, I can't. Um, I'm, like, fumbling words. What the fuck is happening? So, anyway, Benjamin Franklin came up with the idea of daylight savings time to help farmers because he wanted it to be lighter earlier in the day. Now... 
we don't wake up. Like, we have schedules. It's not like, you know, people go to work when it's dark out. Then they're, le- like, it's, you're adjusting the, the, the farm calendar so that people can work in the light for earlier or later. I guess, I don't really know, because they work earlier. They work at, like, you know, what are they out there at, like, 5, 6 a.m.? And then they're done at, like, 3? So... It's it left gives them more hours in sunlight. I think I, I don't know. That's the only way I can think of it. But like, why are we doing that? Just because we used to do it for a long time and it was beneficial for a long time. We have cars now. You know, we don't need to ride horses. Okay, we don't need to have daylight savings time. I say we get rid of it. Every time daylight savings happens, I I look it up and I'll Google. And be like, what is going on with daylight savings time? And the first, like, five articles are all people being like, yeah, why are we still doing this? Why is this happening? Like, we have cell phones. Nobody uses it. Like, once you get a better technology or life changes, you don't have to keep doing the other thing. Like, no one has landline phones anymore. We have cell phones. You know, we, we, we have DVDs. Unless you want to just do it for the nostalgia purposes, I mean, why the hell? I would love to see, hold on, let me see if I can see. Why do we have daylight savings? Why is daylight savings still a thing? That's literally the second thing that comes up. Uh, why is daylight savings still a thing? Let's see. Let's see. Maybe there's a, a, a thing that I'm not even thinking about. Every year we spring forward to daylight savings time in March and fall back to standard time in November. I mean, to be honest, I like it when the sun sets later. I like a 9 o'clock sunset. You know what I'm saying? Like when you go to the beach in the summer or you're out in the summer and it's, it's, it's 845 and it's still light out, you're like, yeah, this is the best. Also, I know that like the, for like the time zone, like when we're in New York and like Boston is very far east, so, like, it's not like the sun is changing. The sun is still setting. So there are times, like, the most eastern part of Eastern Standard Time and the most western part of Eastern Standard Time. I don't know what that is, but it's, like, the the tip of Boston and then, like, what, like, like all the way western New York or, like, maybe parts of, like, Pennsylvania or Ohio or something like that, like, before you hit, like, the central or whatever the next time zone is. Where that's the same time, but that's like an hour and a half difference in when the sun is setting. Boston and New York, the sun sets at like 4.30 in the afternoon, and it's horrible. It's horrible. It's t- it's terrible for your vitamin D. I had a vitamin D deficiency in uh, law school, and I'm blaming it on the Boston Daylight Savings Time. Uh, I don't know. I All I know is I had to take like a, a super vitamin that was like, we're going to up your vitamin D intake And uh, when I went to the doctor. And then and then I was good. Well, I don't know. I think I'm still good. Who knows? The origin uh, of daylight savings time. Nothing in here about, oh, I, I guess it was uh, enacted by Congress in 1918. Went into effect of March 1918. Um, it was, oh, ex- interesting. Okay. So I've always heard it was for um, farmers, but it's actually, according to this article, uh, it was to extend the workday and save energy for war industries during World War I. Um, and then 
day oh then daylight savings time okay it was called the standard time act this is probably incredibly boring uh, but it was called the Standard Time Act. It was passed by Congress in 1918, and then that was replaced by the Daylight Savings Time in World War One when it ended, uh, but reinstated in World War Two. So there was a whole period of time where we just didn't do this. Interesting. Okay. Wait, the farmers didn't like Daylight Savings Time? Okay, yeah, one pervading myth was that Daylight Savings Time is to benefit farmers who need more daylight. Wow, this is, I was totally wrong. I was totally wrong, but maybe we're all learning something here. In fact, the opposite is true. Farmers are the main reason the U.S. never um, had peacetime daylight savings time until the Uniform Time Act was signed in 1966. So, uh, oh, it's farmers had a powerful lobby and were against it. And then finally, um, they uh, losing an hour of daylight meant farmers had to rush to get their crops to market. Huh, interesting. They became associated into the popular image of daylight savings because they were very against it, I guess. Oh, who knows? Just bad luck. Um, so it says that the big thing is it, it, it saves energy and then does it actually. They say it saves four weeks of energy. I don't, I don't know if I buy that. You know what? Fuck that. It's stu it's bad. It's dumb. It's stupid. I hate it. <laughs> that's 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 my argument for it. I hate it. <laughs> so we shouldn't do it. Um, well, you know what? I guess we'll just keep living like goddamn 1918 assholes. OK, and we'll just whatever. I'm pretty sure that people were still riding like around in horses. There were cars, but they. Right. Well, World War One, you had tanks and planes. So, yeah, no, they had cars. That was really dumb. Um, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? But it sucks. I don't like daylight savings time. And uh, yeah, I also this week. So last week I talked about hinge dating apps. So I downloaded this new dating app. It's called Thursday. And this is not an ad for them. Uh, but I downloaded it. It's kind of an interesting topic. I just wanted to check it out. I probably won't keep using it, but it's only open on Thursday. So that's when you can use it. Thursday, they open it up. You can swipe people. You can try to match and connect with people. But the cool part about it, it's only based in London and New York right now. So in London and New York, uh, every Thursday, this app um, partners up with a bar uh, somewhere in that city. And they have a party. They have like a singles party. So you have to have the app. You have to show the app to get in to the singles party, which is kind of cool. And I would have never went, but I did a show on Thursday in the West Village. Uh, great show, hot show, sold out. I had a great set. I was loving it. Very fun. I realized uh, it's like the first time legit since like the pandemic before the pandemic was the last time that I've been in front of like a full sold out hot crowd of real audience members. And it was fucking fantastic because most of the shows here are like even if you're doing like a, a show, not an open mic, most of it is like five, ten people. This was like 50 people, hot room, Thursday, 10 o'clock, great time. So it just so happened that this club that I was at, uh, Grizzly Pear, West Village, great place. If you ever are in New York City, go check it out. It's right next to the Comedy Cellar. Uh, but that's, I love the uh, Grizzly Pear. I'm always there uh, hanging out. So I was on the show. Just so happened the bar right next door called Off the Wagon is where this singles party was. So I was like, fuck, that's such a weird coincidence. I got to check it out. So I went in before my set. Let me tell you this, real sad stuff, real sad stuff in there. Um, it was fine. It was just like, 
it just it was a weird vibe. I was just like I went in by myself too, and my uh, a couple of my friends were next door at the this comedy club. So I was like, I'll just go check it out. So I went in, walked around a little bit, um, and it was just like I don't know. It was okay. It just but it felt like everybody was kind of in their groups, like men and women were coming together. So it's like it wasn't like groups of men and groups of women and then like mingling it felt like it felt like people were just like coming in like a group of friends or whatever and then I walked in it was just like people sitting at the bar or tables by themselves it was full or like making out just in random places around the bar so I was like ah, this is kind of lame so I left I go do my set great set feeling good I was like you know what I'm outside talking to some people I was like you know let me pop in there again let me see what's up popped in ended up as soon as I walked in uh, saw this man, uh, like guy and this girl sitting at the bar, and the girl waved me over. We ended up talking. We had a great time. We're chatting it up. It was really nice. So it ended up being great. And you know what? We went on a date after that. We talked that night, hanging out. We had some drinks together, got her number, gave her, uh, uh, shot her a little text, and then we went out this weekend. So great time, good, uh, good night, whatever. Um, so... I think it's an interesting uh, interesting concept. I probably won't use it again. Would I have done it if the bar wasn't just happened like to coincidentally be right next to where I was already going to be? Probably not. But it is an interesting comp- concept. I think they do need to like maybe do some uh, – make it a little more exclusive kind of thing. I, 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 I say that, but then if they do make it exclusive, exclusive or more exclusive, I probably get kicked off the app. Um, <laughs> it's just like, you know, all of a sudden it just turns into like just a bunch of rich, bougie New York City, uh, you know, social elites. And I'm like, yeah, we should do that. And then in my mind, I'm like, well, no fucking way I would even be allowed on the app if that's what it turned into. Um, but anyway, it was a good time. Coincident it's such a weird coincidence that I decided to go in again. And that's why I always say I was I always say that you never know what's going to happen. And like you should always just do you should always just do things like or like I think about this all the time. If I don't get something or if I want want to do something like whether you want like a promotion at work, whether you want um, to go to like a concert or like to do some kind of fun event, like go on vacation somewhere. And like for whatever reason, it ends up not working out. There is like two ways to look at it. I always take the mindset of like everything works out. Everything works out. Everything kind of happens for a reason. And to be honest, I don't know if it at this point it's like a chicken and the egg scenario where like sometimes I end up just, you know, I look at things that happen and then a positive thing will happen. Like, I don't get something, and I can look at it, like, negative, like, woe is me, everything fucking sucks, whatever, but if you just look at it from a positive light, and you're like, oh, that's interesting, like, oh, that sucks, but, like, usually, if you just have, like, oh, that sucks, but, like, on to the next thing, when the next thing happens, you can look back and be like, fuck, if that, if I ended up getting that promotion... I would have never, so I, I would have never done this. So, like, for example, I remember when I was in college, I tried to get, this is, it's so funny how this works out, but, like, I, my junior year going into my senior year, that summer was a big summer in college because everyone would try to get these internships, right? Bro, I remember I was trying so desperately to get a, an internship at Enterprise Rental Car on Long Island. Like, what, in my mind, I was like, oh, my God, if I don't get this internship, I'm a failure. What am I doing? And I remember I went on this, like, I went on this, uh, like, interview, and I was just like, I look at it now, and I'm like, 
what a, you just don't know any better. I'm like, what a psychotic move that I'm just going to wear a shirt and a tie and then go to this, this store and be like an intern, uh, just not be paid to just like sit around the store all day. Like what a boring, horrible job. So I didn't get it. <laughs> That's the worst part. Like I interviewed it. I wanted it so bad. Didn't end up getting it. Didn't end up getting this internship. And I had to work. I ended up working, um, construction with my dad and uh like landscaping and tree care at my uncle's company that whole summer and it was like brutal brutal work it was like such a hot summer I remember and it was such hard work and that was the summer that I decided I was like fuck this man I am going to law school I can't get a job at enterprise rental car so then I ended up taking the LSAT in the fall and I got into law school and I went to law school so I look at that now I remember I was so pissed when I didn't get that job, that internship. And then I think about it now. It's like if I never got, if I did get that internship, I probably would be working right now. And there's nothing wrong with this. But like I'd probably be working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, not doing comedy, like just fucking not podcasting for you babies, you know. And I like because I got, I didn't get that job, I worked these tough, hard manual labor jobs. That inspired me to be like I want to go to law school and because we would work we'd work at these fucking homes of these people on long island that are just like multi 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 million dollar homes huge properties gorgeous beautiful stuff and i was like yeah i want this so i ended up going to law school going to boston i go to boston because i'm in law school i get kind of the confidence to finally try stand-up comedy so i like try it take the LSAT. I move back to Boston. I'm practicing as a lawyer. I start doing comedy. So now I have the confidence to, I, you know, I become a, a prosecutor. I meet all these super cool people. I have the confidence to do stand-up comedy. I'm building this thing, this, uh, because I'm doing stand-up comedy in Boston, I end up meeting uh, a buddy who's running a, an open mic at this bar called The Hideout. And because I go there often, when he moves... He gives that room to me and my buddy Alex. We turn it and start hideout comedy, and the rest is history, baby. And then I move to New York, and the pandemic happens. So it's just like when I look at that, when I look at that, if I got that internship with Enterprise Rental Car when I was 21 years old, I'm not, I never moved to Boston, and I'm not doing stand up comedy today in New York City. That's how I look at that. I don't meet the people, the friends that I had both in, in, in comedy and in the law. I don't meet my friends in law school. Like all these people that you meet just because I didn't get an internship at Enterprise Rental Car. Now, it's easy to say, like, what if I did get that internship and, you know, the, that summer that I'm there, some guy comes in to rent a car and I'm like, hey, yeah, let me uh, rent it to you. And it ends up being like, you know, Louis C.K. And that inspires me to start doing stand up in the city. And then different things happen, whatever. But what I'm saying is you can look at things in a positive light or you can look at things in a negative light. Like, woe is me. Nothing works out. Or like I do, everything always works out. That's how I try to approach uh, life. And like when bad things happen or like bummers happen, just be like, yeah, things work out. Like the pandemic, the pandemic's, uh, you know, to put it lightly, a bummer. It's kind of a bummer. And uh, but I thought about it. I was like, yeah, did it suck that I moved here and I had like six cool, fun weeks in the city before it was all shut down? Got to do stand up comedy with my friends and then it shut down for like essentially a year and a half. Yeah, that sucked. But like you could look at it a different way. Like because of that, I was able to spend a ton of time 
with my family who I hadn't, you know, I'd been living in Boston for the eight years prior to that. And then before those eight years, I was in, in school uh, in Albany. So that's four years. That's 12 years that I hadn't been living on Long Island. So this gave me like a year, year and a half where I was spending a ton of time on Long Island. I got to, you know, hang out with them. I got to uh, be there for like all, like the first four months, pretty much five months, pretty consistently of uh, when my goddaughter was born. So those are very positive things that came from a very negative, you know, circumstance where the, this pandemic, I think, caused people to like have to, you know, to kind of come together and, and you know, you know, move to their homes, move to their hometowns kind of thing. A lot of people did that. Um, so, yeah, I know that, you know, and luckily we were all good. My family was all OK, which I know is not the same circumstance with everybody. Um, but luckily, like we were all good. So the positive is like, yeah, we all got to get like much closer, um, which was nice. So that's the way I look at it is work. Things work out. That's what I also I always try to remember that, like when I'm sitting here in New York City and I, I do some God forsaken show that has two people in the crowd and it's just horrible. And then I just I'll like bounce around to like network at other shows and then I'm taking a train home. I'm taking the subway home at like 1.30 in the morning on a Monday, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Uh, I try to have the attitude of like, things work out, okay? Things work out. That wasn't really a funny uh, thing um, that I just talked about, but you know what? It was uh, just something that I was kind of thinking of, and it just came up, and it naturally moved. So um, I don't know. That's, that's my, that, that is my thought. That is my take, baby. That's my take. Uh, it, must be the, uh, it must be the chopped cheese. must be the chopped cheese. Oh, uh, also, I almost forgot. Guys, this week, this week I'm going to be in Boston. If you're still listening at this point, I should have plugged this earlier. Maybe I'll, I'll plug it. But Boston, this week, Thursday, 11-11. Um, I was supposed to be there Friday, too, but I ended up having, we have to come back to New York. Uh, so Thursday, 11-11, I'm headlining uh, with my buddy Ray. We're co-headlining. We're each going to probably do like 25, 30 minutes, something like that. Uh, so, yeah, got some, got some new material. Got some new material that I'm going to do. Uh, I'll do some old that, you know, just I haven't done in a bit just to see if it still works. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a super fun time. So please come out. Please come out and say hello. It would be great. We'll have some drinks after. We'll have some drinkies, uh, maybe some. I know White Bull I haven't had. They had really good wings there, really good wings and really good cauliflower crust pizza. So I'm probably going to sample one of those each. So excited for that. Um Okay, now I'm going to wrap in a minute. We're going to wrap up. We've got a couple minutes before we do. I found this website, which I think this might now be a new thing that I talk about every week. So it's called uh, the Palm Beach Post, which is Palm Beach in Florida. And, of course, they just write about all the crazy – this segment or this section of the Palm Beach Post talks about insane, like, things that happen throughout the week, and then they write about it. So I read one that's called Clean and Mean, and it's – uh. Staying at an inn located on the 700 block of North Dixie Highway, a man said he met a woman who asked if she could use his shower. Apparently, this is so good, not in the habit of denying a nice woman a good late evening cleansing, the man invited her inside. How does that work? You just get, you're staying at the inn, you're staying at a hotel, a motel probably on the side of the road, you get a knock and some lady's like, hello, could I use your shower? And you're like, yeah, get in here, babe. Get in here, you know, shower off. Um, though it's unclear whether the shower was actually used, the man said he fell asleep with the woman still inside his room. 
Surveillance video show the woman later leaving the room around 4.30 a.m. Regardless uh, whether she was physically clean or not, her next move uh, showed the stain on her soul. (laughs) Oh, my God, as she stole his car. Whoever writes this is wonderful. I'm going to do one of these every week because this is great. To add insult to injury, the car did not even belong to the man, but to his cousin, who he had borrowed it from for a day uh, a day earlier. Luckily for all parties, the vehicle stolen was found several hours later, broken down on I-95. The woman was not in the vehicle and not <laughs> and was likely out looking for another shower. I mean, this is a prostitute situation, isn't it? I mean, come on. What kind of situation? Like, that is very read between the lines there, right? That is exactly what happened. Like, this man hired a prostitute to come over to his hotel room. He fell asleep, and then she stole his car. Isn't that that what we're doing here? Isn't that exactly what that is? The shower? Oh, some lady knocked on the door at 4.30 in the morning asking if she could take a shower in your apartment or in in your hotel room? No. Come on, guys. What are we doing? That's exactly what that is. That is a uh, robbed by a prostitute. Uh, lady of the night. But that's so funny. I love how they write them, too. That's such a funny thing. <laughs> this might be the uh, title of the, the episode. Um, what was uh Regardless of whether she was physically clean or not, her next move showed the stain on her soul as she stole his car. <laughs> that's such a well-written, hilarious sentence. Oh, God. I love that. I love this is a so I guess they do a ton of these. Okay. Um, here's another one. I didn't read this one yet. Um, so this is either going to be funny or it could be horrible. Uh, okay, let's let's look at this one. Um, all right. After hanging out with a friend at the beach, a man picked up his backpack and headed to a grocery store in the 1400 block of South Dixie Highway. Attempting to make a purchase, the man quickly discovered his wallet was missing from his backpack. With the day's events likely replaying in his head, the man decided that his friend was was likely not so friendly, and after locating him, began questioning him about whether he stole the wallet or not. Drinking a beer that the man suspects was paid for uh, using the currency from his own wallet, the friend said, don't put me through all this pressure. Police were still following up on the case. I mean, this is just homeless. I I feel like these are just homeless people who are who are getting into arguments. And then somebody's taking all like the homeless fights and homeless interactions. That's what I've noticed. All like if you (laughs) like subway people and street people and homeless people of New York, they're all buddies. Like if, if you read it on a police report and like when I was prosecuting in Boston, it was like, oh, my friend robbed me. It's like that's not your friend. That's just like an acquaintance and you're both homeless, like living in the same area of the road. Like what? You guys both live in this park. You're not friends. You just, you're neighbors. If anything, my neighbor robbed me. Oh God. All right. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. I also love that visual of just like drinking a beer being like, don't question me, man. I'm trying to, don't make me lose my buzz. Like, what are you doing? I'm just trying to booze a little bit. You're harsh in my chill. Is that a word? Is that a phrase still? Harsh in my chill? Who knows? Um, okay, I'll do one more, and then we'll wrap. Uh, let's find a good one. Let's find a good one. Uh, um, okay, okay. Palm Beach Gardens. So this happens in a different different area. Uh, those stories happened in Lantana, 
which no idea what that is, but, you know, if you're a local to Florida, you might know. So this is Palm Beach Gardens. It's titled Medicine Maniac. Ready? Walking into a store and selecting a gift bag, a man began filling it with various over-the-counter medications. Okay, so he's stealing medicine. That's He walked into a CVS or whatever store it may be, and he's stealing Advil. Okay, so that we we're all picturing this. Suspecting the man's actions would uh, turn criminal sooner or later, the manager watched as the man finished filling the bag and then walked out without paying in what is the least surprising thing in the world. Uh, though in today's crazy makes yesterday's crazy look sane world, that's a sentence. That whole thing is hyphenated, by the way. Though in today's crazy makes crazy, yesterday's crazy look sane world, that's a sentence. Uh the manager basically risked her life when she confronted the no-good thief. Fortunately, she wasn't killed or attacked, but her actions had little effect as the, as the thief just ignored her, got into his car, and drove away. In all, the man stole, stole over $1,200 worth of medications. Damn. From the store, the entire incident was captured on surveillance. 1200 bucks in Advil and DayQuil, I'm sure, like... What kind of Robitussin, probably? Oh, they're probably trying to make meth. That's probably what it is. I also love that, like, just the 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 saleswoman is just like, hey, give that back. And he's just like, no. <laughs> what else do you think he's going to do? Be like, ah, oh, you got me. Here you are. Take it back. Oh, man, this is going to be a weekly thing, I think, because this is very fun. I like these stories. Stories like this are, are just so enjoyable. All right, guys, that's I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, I hope that was a good episode. I'm going to be in Boston this Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. I'm going to be doing a show in Western Mass on Wednesday. I forget exactly what it, where, where it is in, on Wednesday, but Thursday, White Bull Tavern, Hideout Comedy. Going to be uh 8 o'clock show, 11-11. Come on out. Tickets are 10 bucks. So just, you know, links in my bio on Instagram or uh, Hideout Comedy. Uh, ticket links are there. Let's do it, baby. Let's let's fill this thing up. Um. And then this episode is out uh, every Monday on Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, uh, full video YouTube, clips on Instagram and TikTok. And I always have the um, Spotify and Apple podcasts. It's always up there. And then this week also, there's going to be a new episode of my other podcast, Sea Otter Town Hall, and that's going to be with Mike Kerrigan. So give one, both, neither. Watch the clips. Give them a listen. Give them a rate, review, subscribe. I love you very much. We'll see you next week. Good night. Good night.